0: SVGSPN, this is a ride Ash with Mr. Debson Crickshank. Again, we are looking at the Simpson and Renovies uh, Premier League in this case, round number three, which presented some interesting matchups. As you noted, Debson, what matchups are we gonna analyze for this round?
1: All right, so we are looking at our matchup the defending champs, Open International versus. The fourth division champs from last year, the UFC, who are after a good start. Also, Pastures who won their first two games versus Predators, who are still looking for a win to start this season. So, teams in good momentum, trying to keep up that that winning start.
0: And again, we haven't forgotten about the fifth game. Fifth game was Sign Hill versus Awesome. Unfortunately. Maybe due to technical difficulties, the game wasn't filmed. Regardless, Sine Hill beat Awesome uh, 3-0. Congratulations to them. They're off to a fantastic start, currently in second place. Perhaps statistically the best defensive team in the league. They've only given up one goal. They've scored only five, but they seem to be stout on defense. We highlighted Millington setting up some goals last game and the two goal scorers, Dorian Dalloway and General Lee. Okay, and we mentioned the uh, side hill maybe a little bit later. Had a conversation with the sign hill goalkeeper, Jelano John from Barley about a couple of things that we're trying to address on um, SVGSPN, but we'll get to that later on. Right now, again, round three system three versus Avenues, Jabel versus Largo Heights, Pastures versus Predators, and our marquee matchup coming up later. Defending champs, Premier Division champs, Hope versus First Division champs. Lay you, Battle of the Champions, basically. We'll lay you off to a new start. We'll start off with Pastures versus Predator. Okay, good Pastures has been some, a surprise to both of us, correct? Yep. They're addressing some of the issues that they had last
1: year. Good St. Francis coming into midfield, adding some creativity and some running creating plays for the front line and they have been off to a good start. The first 30 minutes of this game was scoreless. I think Pasha's were on the back foot for a bit. They probably wanted to counterattack. attack I don't know if that was a deliberate strategy, but they allowed Predators a bit more of the possession in the midfield and tried to counterattack a bit. Hmm.
0: Here we see uh, Pasha's first opportunity is, is gets in Francis with a PK. Was it a PK?
1: <laughs>
0: because hey, I, I've I like... had I've had inquiries and people, a couple of people mentioned. Perhaps we should talk about the, the the referees.
1: Some people might think it's a bit soft, but for me, it was a penalty. Predators
0: again with opportunities. Who's the goalkeeper for uh, Pastor? You know?
1: That's his character. Uh, Gets around the keeper, but still showing some agility. Can he find the back of the net? Gets the ball, and yes, it's a quad! It is a goal! I love this goal. A beautiful pass and a beautiful run. I like the fact that just split it in the gap between the defenders and allowed Westfield to run onto it. Perfect weight as well. He didn't have to stop his run, he just... Again, here, here's the, the Predators. In. The
0: Predators' goal of through ball to Westfield. Any relation to the avenues, Westfield? Yeah, they are, they are cousins. Wow, so the, those, the Westfield clan is tearing up the league. Um, this year, congratulations to the Westfield family. A good result for Predators in the end.
1: Alright, yeah, so Predators, they probably would have wanted the three points, seeing that they lost their first two games, but it's a point on the board, and it's a move in the right direction. So, I think Predators will be happy enough, and just hoping to bail on that in the next few rounds.
0: Next, we have uh, Jebel versus Largo Heights. Now, coming off the other Largo Heights result, was it, was it a surprise to you that it was only 4-1? Yes, it was a surprise.
1: Jabil has a very high-acting offense on people. They have the leading scorer from last year. Some very good attacking creative players. So we were thinking maybe he might be up in that range 7 Eight, but it was a combination of Lago Height playing better, especially for the fourth half, before their fitness issues came in. Good pass. And Joseph also, Jebel not being as
0: sharp in their finishing,
1: the particularly
0: in the first half. Opening uh, 15, 20 minutes of the game, you talk about this, this free kick here. What do you think happened here? I'm still trying to figure out. Did this hit the wall? And again, Largo Heights, another set piece, correct? You mentioned yep. it. Did not hit the wall. Just clear goalkeeper error, misjudged. Was it windy? Because I don't know how the goalkeeper can misjudge this. At first, I thought it hit the wall, but it did not. Ball went over. It usually swerves a bit at that end in Victoria Park. A little breeze
1: going from the church side over to the hospital side. But then... It was from at least 30 yards out, so the keeper had enough time to
0: adjust and react. But again, congratulations to Largo Heights. I mean, it's it three goals. I believe they scored five goals total. Most of them on set pieces. Not nothing from really the run of play. Good save there uh, by the Largo Heights keeper. So again, Largo Heights has no answer for the speed of most of the other top teams. Is this a cross? It is a
1: cross, a misplaced cross. I think the keeper was anticipating that it will be more to the penalty spot. And he was trying to anticipate the play and was caught off guard.
0: Two minutes later, again, another set piece. You know, Jabel player is open on the far post. I think Elago Heights defender jumps, but just mistimes it. And then... We're there to finish it. You can tell by the flag here that it was windy. So, again, it says something perhaps about that uh, first goal and maybe about this because I don't think there was a lot of power on this header, but the wind took it. The wind took it. Uh, Needless to say, 29th minute and 31st minute, Largo Heights is down. It seems like, you know, they get one, they put their head down, and a good team can come back and and get them again, bite them again real quick. What about Jabell offensively? was impressive for you this game because there are moments last year where you know on paper and in terms of the players they have I thought it should be better this is a wonderful sequel this is just
1: yes common class and it's, it starts with Emerald George and he makes a wonderful run to finish the play calmly calm finish just caressing it into the bottom
0: corner and again I know again easier doing it against a bad team like Largo Heights but we should be able to play the ball around like this. We should be going 10,000 yeah. miles an hour all the time. We talk about over and over again, displacing defenders, moving the ball from one side of the field to create opportunity on the other side like this, and then quickly coming back. And I Starts like, again, the the gentleman who, who scored is the one who started the play. He does not stop moving.
1: And that, that's Emerald George, a former national player, uh, a veteran now, but st- showing that he still has the skills and... I think if he can remain fit, it'll be a big boost for Jebel. They haven't had the best start to the season, but if he can make that impact consistently, then it will be a great boost for their their hopes of reclaiming top spots.
0: Gonsalves.
1: Chance for shot. Uh, pull for, and that's a foul. That is... Oh, how on earth... They, the, the referee did not call that one. And I'm sure that's the question that has been asked there by Chester. But now Joseph Morgan, yes. could
0: make it, Kong takes it, and it's a goal. and Joseph. So what, what do you think is going on with the two top teams, Hope and Jabel. Not really been impressive overly. The... Just Just beginning of the season jitters. I mean, I've, I've, I've had some people kind of comment to us, you know, basically look at our team, but I, I calmed them down, and I said this the last episode. I looked at the camera and said, it's early. We're not worried about it. It's early. It's four games in. So, no need to really panic. Cream literally rises to the top. Usually, by halfway throughout any season in the league, the top teams are there. So, we expect Jebel and Hope to at least look a little bit better, look a little bit more dominant in the next couple weeks.
1: Hopefully, for, for the teams, as you said. Well, for me personally, I don't look at tables, whether it's for football or other sports that I, I watch until halfway through the season. So after nine games, if jibel Predators, System 3 are still languaging at the bottom, then then we can, we can start panicking then. <laughs> but for now, I, I, think, I think they have enough quality where they will get their acts together and start climbing up the table. Slowly what surely. For Jibel, I, I think it's it's been more of the final product. They have played some good football in between. They have created chances. But in that final tour, the, the finishing, the decision-making, just needs to sharpen up a bit. Where is D'Souza doing all this? I think he started this game, but he was substituted early in the second half. He hasn't been playing... As regularly as last season, I, uh coming off the bench uh being substituted early. I don't know if it's a injury or
0: if it's a fitness issue. Have you had a chance? I think you mentioned that you knew some of the senior guys on Lago Heights. Have you had a chance to reason with them a little bit <laughs> to figure out where their heads, where, where their heads are at?
1: I, I think the players and Loghite, they, they realise the, the battle that is in front of them. Hopefully, they are taking this two-week break to put in the work that is necessary. But I think they definitely realise that they're, they're going to need to lift their games dramatically to to stay in the league and at least be competitive in, in games, as they have not even been competitive so far.
0: Nope, nope, nope. The boy growing up in, in Bottom Tongue, you know,
1: when you come to the park and Avenues is playing. It's avenue. it was Avenues, Rosie and Cyan Hill,
0: Parshas. Those were the teams that, you know, were the household name, shot and, and go. it's good. We mentioned, you know, jebel and Hope being a little less dominant than we thought coming at the gate. Is System 3 in that same category as well?
1: Yes, they are. And at the beginning of the season, we, we looked at Players who are returning and who might have an impact Francis, Sutherland, and Solomon. Solomon has only featured really in one game, a couple five minute appearances at the end. I, I think he's injured, so he hasn't been able to make that impact that we expected. Also, Sutherland got a red card already in the Saints game and was suspended. So that was another factor. So he wasn't
0: Francis available for this game?
1: Last game? No. I don't know if Francis was injured also, but none of them more were in this
0: game. So their two main signings, their center backs, were both not ready for this. We're we're not available for this one. Yep. Early on, six minutes in, avenues goes up. Who's the gentleman here? Denny with the finish, Romario Denny. Nice left footed finish there. Again, a big kid. Big guy, getting national team looks or no?
1: No, not yet.
0: And again, another set piece. This is the trend for 2020-21. My man, Shan Johnny, with a peach of a free kick here. The kid knows how to strike a ball. Kid knows how to strike a ball. It was an argument right before the free kick. He was—he was. It looks like he was ushering somebody away. And that's, I always—I always, I always like those moments on free kicks where one player is telling somebody to get out, and then that player scores. You can almost imagine them looking at his friend like, "I told you, dread. I told you I can handle this. Just don't come at me next time. I got this. I got this." But congratulations, you know, Ak for really starting off the season well. I believe he's got a couple goals. Uh, Last time we highlighted, you know, the runs that he's making, at least one run, which is one more than I saw last year, where he ends up in the opposition uh, 18-yard box ready to take a shot on goal. So, you know, kudos to him. A name that I haven't called on a lot, one of my favorites from last year, Jaron Dopwell. I haven't really seen him do a lot this year. You know, if he's injured as well?
1: I'm not sure, but he, he has played the games, just not at the level that he was last year. I don't know if that is based on other players being injured and not being able to connect with him, but he has not been showing that form that he did last year. It was a red card About in this game even, we just saw there?
0: Yeah,
1: and that was around 40 minutes. And even with a man up, System 3 wasn't able
0: to capitalize. The energy for System 3 was there. I mean, it, it's – I can't fault them for that. And perhaps it's due to fitness. Is that we, we, we agree this. They're one of the few teams that actually trains, we think, consistently. They have access to park, they have access to facilities, so they have everything in place to do it. Uh, the first game that we covered, 2019-2020, I think was against Predators. They were down and came back and won a game 5-4, you know, in the second yeah. half. So th- the work rate is there for them, and you kind of saw that here. Um, in this case they're up a man though going to go down 2-1 I believe and continue to push on to to get back into this so that thing has always been there for them and if there's a lesson to any other teams in the league again it's to follow their example with that and for, for for me I can only attribute that to as we see a goal there by is it Westfield?
1: No it's Hector with the second goal It's a goal!
0: You know, there we see the tying goal across, and I think that's something that I've noticed from System 3 on a consistent, on a consistent basis last year. The attacking plan is to take the ball down the sides and cross it. You know, um, we talked about there's a lot of communication that is necessary to defend crosses and looking at a ball and looking at a man. A lot of things defenders have to do that they're not really trained to do. So I can understand the logic in doing that, and it paid off for them, certainly for system three late in this game. Throw that from the keeper, down the right side, you know, straight line pass, ball is crossed in. Somebody's there back post. You know, accidentally hit it in, but, you know, you put yourself in that situation. You put yourself in that situation to finish. So any final thoughts on system three against avenues there from you?
1: All right, it was a key point for Avenues, something that should help their confidence, holding on for 50 plus minutes, Dungaman against System 3, one of the top teams in Simmonson. So that should help Avenues as they continue to try to push to revive themselves in the, the Premier League this season.
0: St. Vincent and the Grenadines Football
1: Federation National Club Championships. Every weekend, live on the SBGFF
0: Facebook page and YouTube channel. Weekends are for football, and football is here. Now we get to, again, our marquee match of round three, and that is defending champs Hope International versus Angenews Layu, who came out of the gate, you know, with, with something to set a hat trick by Cheslan Hendrickson stamping themselves as being ready to play. And there's a certain calm they had, I think, at some points that we noted in the second half, where it just looked like they think they belong and they're playing like they belong. Before this game, it was a win for them on their first game, a draw in the second game, and they were looking, obviously, to get back in the willing, winning column versus hope. Did you see fear in Leyu? No, they came, out, they came out with confidence. They played well.
1: For me, if, if it was a boxing match, Lady would have taken the victory
0: on points. So, you again, we're, we're maybe we're sending a message to hope here The whatever's going on. We need the energy level back up. We need you guys playing like the champs that you are, the two time defending champs that you are. And we are we saying we really don't see that energy level? Are they you know, they say that championship teams they wait until you know, halfway through the season, they wait until it's serious to start playing serious. Do you think hope is waiting and is that going to cost them?
1: <laughs> well, all their performances has not been the best day. They are still at the top of the table. So, it's it's a cause for concern. I think the coaches would be trying to address the little issues here and there. But it was still, they will still take some heart in realising that although they are not playing at their best, they are not clicking, they are not finding that top 11, that best 11. They are still at the top of the
0: table, so that should give them some confidence. Yeah, man, the mark of a good team is being able to get a win when you're not playing at your best, and they certainly did that. Um, so far, I don't think we've seen them really ball out. See moments here like this. Last move. Nazir McBurnett with uh, a fantastic goal, a fantastic goal. Being able to slow the ball down. Um, engage defenders bring defenders to him and then at the right moment look up and take a hell of a shot into the upper reaches of the net this man is going to have a hell of a season and I can see that that's a contender for probably another of the year for me especially if Hope ends up winning this thing again it
1: over finds McBurnett,
0: Nazeem are going to place a long ball forward trying to get onto Valdo Anderson, he's on to the end of that, it's good just with Anderson, Valdo Anderson, it's a post! Valdo Anderson there! Yeah. Anybody else from Hope that has been, you know, a pleasant surprise to you, or it is just what it is, they're a good team and everybody does what they need to do?
1: I think other than Nazeem, probably nobody else hasn't stood out as much, I, I think rather Hasn't been at his, his best so far in all the games. So hopefully he starts clicking top farm again soon. That, that should help them to take it to another level. Valois has made a good start to the season, but I still think he has room for improvement. He can still be sharper than he is now. And those those two players in particular are key players for, for the hope engine room. I think they kickstart everything, especially
0: offensively. So here we see, again, a through ball from the opposition half of the field, and we've talked about that. The ball to Travis Frazier, 1v1 with the keeper. And again, it's, it's a point of, of interest for me to, to, ha- to see this over and over again. And I, I, highlighted, it again, I highlighted it against bad teams, but this is, this is not a bad team. This is not a bad team. Is it the number nineteen man plays it day, and the speedy phrases onto this one he gets it wrong. His man skips nicely. And Is the an equalizer Wonderful. coming there? Is the equalizer coming there? I don't know what happened here, really. A little defensive breakdown, or could it just be a function of the fact that Leu maybe possessed the ball? They had the ball deep in their zone, had it under control, and they make a quick, the quick right decisions to exploit what they have in in droves, which is speed going forward. I think a lot of teams cannot fear, and this is what we saw last year, at least I think I saw last year, teams should not fear possessing the ball, let's say 35 yards from their goal. Because again, you're looking to bring the other team out of their side to create space to do things like that. And I think I'm starting to see that a little bit more from the top team, just you're 35 yards from your goal. Stop panicking and trying to launch the ball forward. Knock it around because you're going to create opportunities for your speedsters to get 1v1 chances with the opposition goal. And that's,
1: that's a key point because in looking at this game, for the first 15 minutes before Travis Fraser scored that goal, I think it were a couple of two bars before then that the keeper got to before there was an opportunity to create any damage. And the fact that here, Hope was drawn up the field a bit more. That created that extra space behind the defensive line where Fraser was able to get it you know, comfortably
0: for the Hope keeper. Here we see Hope's second goal. Again, another set-piece. it would be interesting to see how many set-piece goals have been scored. There have been 72 goals scored in the first four rounds. In 20 games, 72 goals. That's about 18 to 20 goals per round, about 3.5 goals per game. It'll be interesting to see how many of those are said pieces. And for coaches, for clubs and players to understand the, the importance of paying attention and really training those things. And we, you know, we say it each episode, but it's something that needs to be said. Lee, you get a, flick on there. Yeah. a two, second uh, finish by Travis Frazier This oh, 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 it's, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. And again, if we're saying bad teams get caught like this because they're woefully out of shape, I would pivot and say that, again, LeU did a good job of, again, being able to knock the ball in their back and then leaving space for players to do this. Having the confidence to do that. And that is not an easy finish. That is not an easy finish. You mentioned that in the first half, in the first half, I guess the LeU keeper or the hope keeper was playing uh, more outside of his box. And again, to, in, the, in the breakaways that we've seen, it's one of the things that I realized I did not see, goalkeepers getting off their line. If we're saying nobody's in shape, especially in the second half, to really track back, there is no defensive communication to really coordinate the tracking, uh, the stepping, the covering. It then becomes incumbent on the goalkeeper to get off his line and be in a position to react quicker to those through balls that we know are coming. So is that, is that also a point of emphasis and focus for the keepers? But do we expect that if we're saying that the keepering and the keepers are among the worst positional players in this.
1: Well, it's, it's important now for the coaches to emphasize this then. If the keepers can make that improvement, then it would help on some of these breakaway goals. See, from Fraser on that second goal, the keepers off the line, he comes out, shuts down the angle. He's in a decent position, but... It's it's more of the brilliance from Fraser in terms of chipping the keeper, having that perfect placement to just dip it under the crossbar. An excellent goal. So oh, the keeper did what he could to shut down the angle. But excellent finish from Fraser.
0: Two goals against uh, the two-time defending champ. And you know, it, it was no real mystery to us. Who would have been the player of the round? That would be um Le and Mr. Travis Frazier, who, like you said, excellent goals. Goalkeeper did come out in that situation, and he found the calm to not just chip the ball, but chip the ball almost upper 90, which is which is which is which is a, a magical thing. Three, two, one.
1: Going there. Ball yeah. now to,
0: uh, Valdo Anderson, you know, played well. Nazir McBurnett, wonderful goal. And I think Valdo is is one of those players, man, that goes unheralded. He's not particularly fast. Not particularly excellent at any one thing, but he's just a solid, solid player. And for me, when I build a team, I'm not so much looking for a number nine, like, you know, old school Ronaldo that can get it and do everything. Because those people are rare. I'm looking for a player like Valdo who can get the ball, hold it up, knock it off, and then run. And he's also a poacher. He can finish balls any which way. He can put the ball in the net. As we saw, again, System 3, he can be there for the mistakes. He's in the right place at the right time. We saw against Leo, he's, he's agile and athletic enough to jump and get some power in a header. Last year, we saw him make runs, take the ball to the side, uh, the side of the six-yard box and make the right decision to play the ball back in one situation. I remember, I believe, to Cuffey. Um, yeah. So he is, he is a talent, man. How young is the kid? All right, Valo is getting
1: up there. I think he's late 20s now, but he's he's still effective enough to have eyes on the national team selection or even for regional clubs to have him in consideration. Do you know
0: him well? Is that something that he has in his
1: ambition? I'm not sure if it still is, but he's a player who always wants to do his best. He's very competitive. And he always puts in the work individually to make sure that he is looking good on the field.
0: And one of the the actual segments that you suggested we want to implement this year is breaking down the activities on the field of, you know, particular players. And we're going to start with him at some point. In one of the episodes coming up, we're going to try to break down, you know, Valdo's play, the things that we like, the things that are effective for his team and hopefully things that other forwards can copy um, as we move on into the 2021 season.
1: Just something I would like to mention. Um, In round two, System 3 and Sandhill played. System 3 had a player, Jabin Sutherland, sent off, I think around forty two minutes. And Sandhill wasn't able to capitalize playing a player up for... 60 minutes and in round three, system three was on the opposite end. They played avenues and avenues had a player centre for around 39 minutes or so. So they were up a man for 50 minutes and again they weren't able to capitalise. So we can look at that in a positive sense that teams are playing with ten players and able to function properly, they are probably being trained with that mindset. Where they probably have trained with a player down or something that they are able to cope and being a man down. Or a negative end, playing 50 to 60 minutes with the player up, you should be winning the game.
0: And I think again it goes back to one of the things that we, we, we harp on is again being able to systematically move the ball around the field to displace defenders. If we are over and over again Playing the ball in vertical lines, you, you're negating the advantage that you have of an extra player. Because what do we expect if a team has only 10? They're going to drop back. If they're smart, maybe shift to at least a 4-4-1 four, four, or something like that. That's the easiest solution to make. So you still have two lines of defense. Um, and if you're thinking about sending the ball long, that's two players plus a goalkeeper in four different sections of the field. But if you're able to play the ball east to west, side to side, make them run, make them think about charging the ball, I think you have a better opportunity. And maybe that's what we didn't – we don't see enough in those situations. If you have an extra man, move the ball around the field. Probably move the ball a little bit more on your side of the field to try to coax the other team into coming forward. Because as you said – they're probably going to go into lockdown, take the damn wheels off the bus and just park. You got to figure out ways of bringing them out. And that is when that midfielder that gets in Francis, that Duran Dopwell, that Millington becomes even more key to kind of orchestrate exactly where things need to be. Kia I mean, sorry, Theon, uh, Terrison, uh, all those guys become even more important in situations like that, that are a little bit different. And perhaps that is what we're not seeing. And perhaps one of the things that we're kind of tacitly saying when we say midfield play needs to be better because it needs to be in those situations where you have a clear advantage. You have a clear advantage, and that's when somebody a little bit different who can see a little bit more, who can read a little bit more, needs to kind of take over. Any final thoughts on round three?
1: Uh, So... Wrong three, I just mentioned the Sandhill game, as it was in the televised. Two goals from Dorian Dalloway. As I mentioned in a previous episode, the return of Millington. They have a nice combination play, and I expect that Dalloway might be more effective this season, and he's showing that so far. So, Sandhill, after a good start, hopefully Dalloway can continue that finishing touch and keep them in the
0: upper half of the table for the Sandhill fans. Yeah, Side Hill currently um, in second place in the league, which is a little surprising. Again, the most stout defensive team, only given up uh, one goal as their goalkeeper, Janali John, you know, wanted to mention to me, make sure that he mentioned to me he's doing well. Um, and according to you, he did very well against Leu in round four. So, guys, so congratulations to um, Sein Hill for really starting the season Season well, 3-0 win, you know, unfortunately we didn't see the goals, but you can't take away from the fact that y'all are winning. And definitely second place, Pastures, you know, um, looking better than they did last year. Certainly Avenues is doing the same, and you will clearly see that in round four. LeU not playing scared. They are not the new boys. They seem like a veteran team. You know, first win, and it's three, two ties, two ties, not a loss yet. So you know, doing doing well, and we're still waiting on Jebel and Hope and System Three, the teams that we kind of figured would be a, maybe a step ahead of everybody, to kind of start you know producing the way they should. Looking at our
1: marquee game, Hope International versus Liu, a standout performance from Travis Fraser, winning goal off the wrong and play off the wrong. It's always key to see big players standing up in these big games and I think that should be an excellent catalyst to just propel LeU into the rest of the season. And for Fraser as well to have an excellent season. He showed his class in this game and I'm sure that would help him to continue that form throughout the rest of the season.
0: You can follow Travis Fraser, LeU, Hope and all the rest of the SVG Premier League action on our Facebook page. On Instagram, on YouTube. And speaking of Facebook, we've just created a specific SVGSPN Facebook page. Invitations have gone out. Please, you know, find it. You know, search for it on Facebook, like it, subscribe, whatever you got to do. We have a couple things that are now in the works that will be featured on the Facebook pages, little contests for swag, even for some cash. We have somebody who's willing to. Shell out some cash to big up the the winner of our player of the round and our goal of the round. Part of the process to winning uh, that is having folks vote on the goals and the highlights on Instagram and on Facebook. So again, (laughs) thanks a lot for SVGSPN. Appreciate you guys sticking with us. Love that a lot of folks are getting attached to what we're trying to do. Seeing value in it. We love it. We love what we do here for St. Vincent football. From grassroots all the way up. And we're looking forward to continuing it um, and adding more as we progress in 2021. Nothing can be as bad as 2020. So we're looking forward to 2021. Subscribe, like, tell friends, keep watching, keep supporting. And we will see you next time on SBGSPN. Bye.